0: Welcome, hello, welcome back, thank you uh, Thank you for being here I guess uh, Another episode, second episode is the Scott Hall Show um, The last one was good, It was the first one was the Flat Earth one We had David Weiss on uh, Great response Some people obviously very upset that I would even speak to someone that they disagree with Also, like, if you think someone's crazy, you should probably not be upset, like, if they're talking. But uh, there was a lot of that. Um, Unexpectedly, there, like, there was a lot of the Flat Earth community. A lot of the people that watched that episode that are Flat Earthers left some of the nicest comments. So thank you, guys. If you're listening, a lot of them subscribed. and. Reviewed and all that stuff. So, I appreciate you guys. I love you. Welcome back. Uh, Hello. You know. We'll see. I don't know about that. You know, I like rabbit holes. I do like rabbit holes. I've been known to uh, go down a few. But um, it was definitely a good time talking to him for sure. Because it's like. You know, you hear about these little. I hate to say fringe. But you hear about these communities. And these little niche groups that like. You know, everyone disagrees with everybody so much because it's people don't even like you you say the word flat earth, people freak out. But anyway, you know, it's and I get it, but also, like, why so anyway, but you hear about all these little fringe groups. So it was really cool to uh, talk to someone who was, you know, knew kind of what the flat earth accepted flat earth explanations or uh for things were and i wouldn't have otherwise known that so yeah and plus a lot of these i mean dude if you're gonna have an issue with like people that you disagree with or someone that you might think's nuts like maybe this isn't the podcast for you (laughs) you know i don't i don't know you know i just don't you know it's fun this is a Sorry dog, that's what we're here to do We're here to have fun We're not here to be a dick Maybe sometimes I'll be a dick You know, if you've been listening for a long time You definitely know that If you just started, then uh, You might see less of it We'll see, we'll see how it goes But yeah It was a fun episode And we're going to continue to do ones like that This episode um, Is a comedian uh, She's a comedian in in, in D.C. And we kind of got in contact. I mean, we've seen each other around the scene. We were never actually close. I think she started maybe. I I wouldn't say she started. She might have started before me, or around the same time. We were just in different spots in the city, different you know, different groups, whatever. But um, she reached out to me after I did my episode on my sobriety, and I hate to say sobriety because I still smoke pot. But when I put out, I did an episode, and you can go back and listen to it. Um, when I hit my one year Kind of talking about How I got sober Why I got sober I hate He should stop saying sober uh, Why I stopped drinking How I stopped drinking You know And I've tried multiple times This is the first time it took So you know I'm over a year Almost a year And three months now It'll be I think tomorrow actually It'll be a year and three months And um Anyway She reached out She had hit a year Off alcohol Um You know, actually full sobriety, I believe uh, Like a few weeks before me So I did the episode I'd seen her that she posted that And that's always awesome And uh, she had reached out Been like, hey, that episode is cool And I was kind of like, hey, I want to talk to you about that You know, about your experience So this episode is all kind of about I mean It's essentially about our ailments I hate to say that, but like you know, we talk about anxiety, depression, uh, things that she had to deal with being diagnosed with OCD at a young age. And, you know, it's, it was really cool of her to be open about it. And it really helped me, uh, it just helps me put things in perspective. You know, every time you hear somebody that you wouldn't expect to have, maybe a story that was a little bit more difficult than you'd assume, uh, I don't know that always, that always I feel like that's the case more often than not that someone's dealing with something that you don't know about. So to listen to those conversations and also to get someone's perspective on how they dealt with it and how they're growing and and just how they're they're developing as a person emotionally and, and their personality wise, especially within comedy. We don't talk about comedy almost at all this episode, but uh, yeah, it's very in depth. So I hope that uh, you guys enjoy it i really did um please like subscribe share we got some big guests coming up um that stuff really really helps with that uh and yeah so this conversation kind of picks up uh me and her talking about when i stopped drinking i just asked her um why she stopped drinking and uh when so enjoy the episode guys and we will see you at the end
1: I, I feel like I was like kind of like pretty inconsiderate to two people I care about, and mm-hmm. um, and I am thirty four, and I thought those nights would stop when I was twenty four, mm-hmm. and they didn't. Um, they like came farther and fewer between, but the fact that like I could still be shitty to people I care about because I was drinking a lot like the fact that that didn't end in my 20s Mm -hmm. was sort of like a wake-up call for me um and the alcohol stuff honestly for me when i started comedy i stopped drinking as much like i drank Mm. way less because i stopped just being at home all the time like yeah on my couch, when I Friday Night Lights, feeling sad and sorry for myself, yeah. or going on panic Tinder dates of like, oh, I'm really lonely. I'm going to go on like 10 Tinder dates this week, and they're all going to be shit. And so I'm going to get wasted.
0: <laughs> you still go on 10 Tinder dates? I can't imagine. I,
1: I didn't really go on 10. Like, <laughs> I know. No,
0: well, that's fine. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do. But yeah. I, the idea of. Going on a date to relieve my anxiety is the most <laughs> the craziest thing that like yeah. I've ever heard. Like, cause that that sounds awful to me. Like, I, when I have to like spend time with like people I like, I still freak out.
1: <laughs> Let alone a stranger. I think it's like part of my. I was just trying to like heal whatever. I don't know whatever they talk about like. <laughs> Can that I, you're trying to like fill a hole or something. Yeah, and can, that can sounds I, so, you know, you could easily, it's such an easy joke, the fill a hole thing. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you, do you think that uh, there's like a spending time with strangers is almost nice because there's no, there's no, there's nothing at stake? Does that make sense? Like there's no emotional, yes. you know, they don't know you. It doesn't matter if it, it's, it's a weird night or like whatever.
1: Partly, yes. Partly for me, I think it was I wanted so badly for someone to love me because I didn't love me. And I had this is all before starting comedy. I stopped all the like Tinder and Bumble dates after starting comedy. And I think I've like I like talked to people a little bit on Bumble. I talked to one guy on the phone, but that's sort of been it since comedy started.
0: You're allowed. Do you? i guess that's good i guess comedy i was gonna ask if do you think that related with your sobriety because i used to be a philanderer
1: for a philanderer of, a,
0: i like that word a philanderer, philanderer. I used to philander it, yeah. i was a bit of a a man whore if you will
1: okay all right and
0: uh yeah i used to use sex as a as um i was never actually vulnerable with anybody yeah i just wasn't myself i wasn't honest with anybody but when you sleep with someone it's like They like, they like you, they're, they're Mm -hmm. giving you compassion. I mean, when someone finds you attractive, it feels good. And it's like, I would substitute real intimacy with, with random people. And I only asked that question because I think that's where I got it from. It was like, oh, this stranger is clearly attracted me it gives me self-esteem, but it's not, it's hollow.
1: Um, I was doing that in a way, but it wasn't, um, like the majority of them, other than a guy, you know, other than people I went out with multiple times, like I wasn't sleeping with them. Yeah. I was just, I mean, and no judgment to that. Cause I, I've also, you know, used, You're allowed. Um, but like uh, <laughs> for me, I think it was, I don't know. In 2016, I had like the worst breakup I've ever gone through. And mm-hmm. it was sort of I guess my own personal last straw of like what my sanity could take because my mm. my family had a whole big shakeup like a couple years before that and i was just sort of recovering from that and you know it's normal relationships end it that's all fine and normal and but i was in a place where i just i i already didn't like myself and mm-hmm. so like this guy, very understandably, was just, you know, it wasn't the right fit, and that's fine. But mm-hmm. I didn't know it was coming, and so I think I spent a long time after that ultimately feeling sorry for myself of, like, everyone leaves, <laughs> and, like, that's such a <laughs> jokey, dramatic thing to say, but I do think that's where I was coming from on it. I think yeah. it's was just, like... I need somebody to care about me to show me that like someone can care about me. And so I just went on these dates hoping maybe this person will care about me, Mm -hmm. but like, that's a horrible way to go into like dating, especially like Tinder dating. Like what the fuck?
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's not what they're there for.
1: No, no, no. (laughs) Um, And starting comedy for me was actually the first healthy thing I did for myself in a while. Like, <laughs> that's the
0: exact opposite of
1: <laughs> I, I know.
0: 90% of comedians at start.
1: I know. And I, I did it because I was like, well, look, obviously that's not working. And if I can't meet someone or find, you know, whatever I was looking for through there, what's what are the other things I want to do with my life? And... I'm like, mm-hmm. I think I would like to try comedy. I really like writing, and I really like performing, and so doing it was like a big step in the right direction. That immediately I got, I guess, addicted to it, and yeah, of um, you know, there was do a you lot. You think of-
0: comedy was a conscious decision to explore other avenues of of how to be happy, or things you just wanted to do in your life? Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, but it wasn't me actually addressing the underlying thing of what was going on. And so while comedy helped, I got so caught up in comedy that I like sort of started to fall apart in different ways. And like, it was just, so now I feel like I'm finally,
0: excuse my smiling. I just get excited because I know, I know exactly. yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well, so many, so few people talk about it. So few people are honest about like the, the, Just the anxiety and the pain that you can go through and and that kind of stuff and how insecure, you know, I feel I'm very um, this summer with the podcast, I got very irate about a lot of stuff. Obviously, everyone's politically and blah, 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 blah. blah. But the main thing I kind of got was that, you know, we're all flawed people and everyone's very is dealing with things. And, um, a lot of people aren't honest and there's so much pressure to be like a perfect person and to not have issues and to be suc- succeeding as far as like social media goes and everything like that. And I just, I love, I love talking to anyone that will, that doesn't, you know, not every, nobody's like that. <laughs> I don't think anyone is like the way that they're projecting. And I think it's important oh, to like, yeah. no,
1: have no, no, conversations no, about how people
0: really feel. <laughs> um, do you go to therapy? Like when you first started comedy? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I've been a therapy person since I was like seven. Oh um, wow. Yeah. The, the, I c- go ahead, sorry. Oh no, you go ahead.
0: No, 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 you go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh I yeah, I have um obsessive compulsive disorder and oh, wow. uh add and then just obviously anxiety and some depression stuff. So I've been in some form of therapy off and on since yeah, since I was seven.
0: Wow. Um, I, I went I went once when I was a kid because I used to lie a lot oh really <laughs> yeah and it was very bad it just wasn't a good experience it was one of the ones where mm-hmm. I was a kid me and my parents didn't get along so my mom's saying one thing to this therapist it's not exactly and I'm oh. a little liar too and she's like making me draw a picture so she can put it in a safe so the lying guy won't actually be there and I was just like uh, it was very like
1: the lying guy Would I had she... to draw a
0: picture of the thing that makes me lie so and I and at like five or six I was like this is ridiculous. And like, my mom just hits me sometimes. And now, and I don't like her. And now we're like, I love my oh mom. My she knows. She listens. She's fine. We're all good.
1: It. Hi, Scott's mom.
0: <laughs> she's all good. I love my mom. And I deserved it uh, some of the time. But um, yeah, it was very hokey. I had to draw like a, a guy that they, th- the, uh, draw the thing that makes you lie. And I, so I, I was humoring. them. I drew like a little devil. and Then they put it in like a fake safe. And I just remember being like, this is the most ridiculous thing. It's like a divic
1: box to put your little demon in.
0: A what box?
1: A divic box.
0: What's a divic box?
1: It is a box that holds demons. I I I I learned about it from a horror movie, but then I did my own research into it because I was like, oh man, and now now I won't buy little boxes from garage sales. Don't do that. It could be a divic box. There could be a demon. Anyway, it's very intense and scary that she had you like. I mean, it makes sense. It's such a common, like, I guess, therapy thing. Like I had to draw my OCD. Mm. Um, it's a little elephant that sits on my shoulder. His name is Melvin. I like that. Yeah. I still, in my head, I still use it. It's like, well, that's just it's like a tool.
0: Yeah. Could I ask how your OCD manifests and when, like when it started?
1: Yeah, it shifted a lot. Um, and I guess in talking to my mom, she said like, Once I was diagnosed, which was around twelve or
0: Mm
1: thirteen, and I was semi self-diagnosed. And to my parents' enormous credit, as soon as I was like, "Hey, I think I have this thing," they're like, "Okay, let's."
0: That's so cool.
1: Yeah, I'm and rare. So grateful. Yes.
0: Most people don't listen to their kids at all.
1: Yeah, I the fact that they took me seriously, like I. So my symptoms like way ramped up. Uh, I think in fifth grade, my mom converted Catholicism. And mm-hmm. so as a family, we all started going to church all the time, went to Sunday school and religious stuff can really trigger any type of OCD. And do, do
0: you know why that is?
1: Um, my guess is that it's very rule-based mm-hmm. and it's very like, like I've heard once the OCD is a disease of doubt mm-hmm. or a disorder of doubt. Mm-hmm. And that made a lot of sense to me, just what my experience has done with it. And I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about with this, really, in terms from a scientific point of view. No, but of I, would, yeah. I would imagine introducing religion, which is a thing you can't prove, but you can't prove it either way. Mm-hmm. It's It's a thing of doubt. And at a young age, if you're, like, kind of put in this thing... I don't know. There, there's no way anyone could have known that that's what my reaction was going to yeah. be. Yeah. Like. Um, oh, of
0: course. I'm just interested yeah. maybe if it was like the ritualistics because everything's so, you know, or if it's, I, I don't know. I think
1: maybe. Like, <clears throat> um, I just know all of a sudden, like, my mom got some different. And I want to make it clear. It's not her fault at all that this happened. Like, yeah, she, course. my parents were have always been, like, really great about religion with me. They've been very. Like, when I got confirmed in eighth grade, they were both like, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. Yeah. And, like, they let me make my own choices about it. Like, it was great. Um, but, yeah, it just, like, I guess tripped a wire that already existed. And mm-hmm. um, I, I would have to, like, pray in a certain way. Or, if like, if I passed, like, a crucifix or something in the hall, I'd have to smile at it. Mm. which sounds crazy, but (laughs) it's kind of crazy. And, uh, I mean, those things I don't have to do anymore. I still have some of the like internal prayer stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I have to like say grace in a certain way, stuff like that. Um, but my, my OCD rituals have like shifted so much. Like I would say when I was diagnosed, my OCD was like severe. Like, mm-hmm. it was, I found journals from before, like, once the symptoms had started, but before I knew what it was, mm-hmm. and I just, I, like, thought I was possessed or something. I was, was very freaked out.
0: Wow. Just because of the, what was writing, and didn't make make sense or whatever?
1: Um, No, it was more, like, I think at the time, I don't know if I actually thought I was possessed, but I didn't know what was going on, and yeah. I didn't know why I had all, like... I think I found one that would just like go away. Like it was. It's not that the writing didn't make sense. It was more I. I remember the feeling of. Yeah. I don't know what this is, and then.
0: Oh, I'm my... sure. Especially as a kid.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and then my mom and I went to go see As Good as It Gets in the theater, mm-hmm. and, uh, I guess that I saw what jack nicholson had and i told my mom hey whatever that guy has i think i have it too and then she sent me to a doctor and they're like yep
0: that's so cool
1: yeah
0: you know not the (laughs) you know it sucks that you have to deal with that but i mean yeah big big ups to your parents for being cool
1: Oh yeah, they were amazing. Um I don't know what the original question was, so I'm sorry if I just... Uh, <laughs> no, I, I also just have asked. really bad ADHD. <laughs> I have
0: ADHD awful too. Did you take medicine for that corona? They, uh
1: yes, I still do.
0: Oh, I've I I uh they gave me Ritalin when I was like 8, like a lot really? of it. Yeah, and then oh, I Oh, that's
1: early. 8?
0: Oh man, when I was like second grade. Damn.
1: And so yeah. I got
0: I hated it. I still hate it. I've never, I've never, I never consistently ever took my ADHD medicine because it made me feel like a zombie. And then, Uh, and then Adderall became a drug that people wanted, which was good, (laughs) you know, for me. But, uh, I never took it because Ritalin was, I think, yeah, when you're a kid, I don't know. I think, I think people learn so much about, we've come so far to, as far as like, I don't think it's necessarily healthy for someone's mind to be sitting in a room at a desk for, you know, I think if, if someone's rambunctious a little bit and they're a little bit riled up, maybe they just need to be stimulated differently. I don't necessarily think that staring at a board is is good for children or like you should be vilified or be put on pills for maybe not being comfortable in those situations as a child.
1: Com- completely you know? agree. I felt like do you remember the ADD test?
0: No, I don't remember it- ever getting one, I don't think. it felt
1: like such a trap like I remember when they gave me mine I was it was in like a high rise building and so there's this big wall of windows where you just look over the city Mm -hmm. and then they put you with this little like old old computer where an X flashes on the screen you just have to press a key when it's an X and I'm like who the fuck is going to pass this test no one is going to pass this test this is so boring Like, yeah you're going to look around yeah. I guess maybe other people would. But boring
0: people. No.
1: Right. Lamo's. <laughs>
0: well then everyone had ADHD. It was like a fun it was like everyone would lie about having ADHD, which was also very annoying to me.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: I was like that was <laughs> I was like, I can't sit still to the point where like I get screamed at. Like you think it's like cute and you're like goofy. Like it's it's an issue.
1: People do that with O C D too. They're like, Oh, I oh, need I... to have like something kind of clean. I'm so O C D and like I'm going to kill you. What about someone?
0: <laughs> I know a girl that said she had OCD because she, she would only drink Fiji water. And I was like, I'm going to slap." her. No, the she shit just sounds
1: really annoying. She was.
0: Thanks. And I would tell her that. I was like, first of all, Good. nobody likes Fiji water. It's not even a normal water to be like that about.
1: It's just really expensive. Like, yeah. That's the only difference of
0: that one. Yeah. Well, that's obviously why. It's an identity thing.
1: Yeah.
0: But, um, man, I can't imagine the ocd stuff because i mean your brain's lying to you essentially why did why did you know what i mean i would assume Mm -hmm. of course you know what i mean i don't even know what i mean you're the one with it uh i don't know that's just so interesting to me it is i know it's you you i don't mean to make you feel like a novelty or anything like that no no
1: i'm actually feeling really self-conscious that i went really far down this road where i was like right now like where i was like oh I just wow, that's beautiful people okay? love it um but yeah it's, it's you know that you
0: do you know that like when you talk about this stuff people there's so many people scared to have these conversations and i know we talked about it a little bit beforehand but like you having a conversation like knowing somebody who's i think i think you're very funny that's and knowing nice. that you deal with the other stuff is it's very admirable and I, I and i know that like it might feel weird to talk about it but the message is i'm going to get from this are going oh. to be people that like
1: Good. dealt with it
0: and, and and they're just excited that someone's actually having a conversation about it, just so you know, like it's That's not going right. to be a bad response. It's always, it's always people just being like, Hey, thank you for like having a real conversation about something.
1: I'm so glad to hear that. It is very weird, but reassurance seeking is also part of OCD. Um, <laughs> uh, and I guess just anxiety in general, I've really been trying to work on it where I'm not, I don't know. I have a tendency to put people in a position where they feel yeah. like you have to reassure me. Yeah, you
0: to preach into the... Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I do that.
1: I mean, it's what comedy is, too, in a way. Like, it's, like, just getting up and pe- being, like, please tell me I'm worth something. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Who... I can't remember who told me that. Sam... I think... Do you know Sam Hendry?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I He's mean, I've, a- like seen him around I don't like
0: I don't know him he ever. he he moved here from Carolina and one of the first shows he did was at Tyson's and I was like you're funny and like we kind of we've been friends since then. But he's a religious guy but yeah. uh he was uh, he told me that he was like uh he's like the reason you do stand-up because you need people to tell you like they like you like there's yeah. no he's like that's the only reason that you do stand-up <laughs> I was like yeah I guess but big one. yeah well I'd like to think that I'm thought-provoking and have interesting things to say but <laughs> it's it's, it's probably more that I just need self I just need validation
1: maybe it's both,
0: yeah yeah I like the uh that you're aware of that you that you uh need you uh, need to be reassured. I do that to people too, and it's exhausting for them i'm sure
1: i think i I think it's exhausting for other people for me as well and i I hate that i'm doing something that's exhausting for people, and I'm like. <laughs> Trying to work on it, but it's so ingrained that it's really hard to like catch it before it happens. Yeah, like, I know. Um, and then even sometimes, if like I get just so anxious, I can't stand it. Like, which has not happened within this conversation, but like before, like you just can in just regular... close the
0: laptop if that happens. You're more than welcome to just like, oh, hang up. Yeah.
1: Dude. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, but I mean, I've had stuff where I'm like, I can't stand this. I have to ask someone like, yeah. is everything okay? Um, but then here it's more like, oh, I think I just did that thing I'm trying to stop doing. And I didn't even realize it till it was already done.
0: <laughs> I think that that's a good place to be, though. Maybe not, maybe not as self-critical about it, but I think so many people are unaware of, of what they're doing to other people. And the positions yeah. that I think that uh, I, I don't know. I'd rather be a little bit more anxious and so overly self-aware than the opposite.
1: Oh, me too. You Cause know? then you just get like delusional ultra yeah. people who put the word comedian in their <laughs> Facebook name. That
0: kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, do you think the drinking uh, this, like the sobriety has helped with all that stuff?
1: Um, I don't, not yet. Wow! Um, even a year,
0: even a year in, or do you think you're starting to feel like?
1: So I am technically, so I am over a year, or I guess yeah, yeah I mean. the same amount of time with alcohol. But I, when I quit drinking, I started taking my clonidine prescription too mm-hmm. much um, oh. because, like, not you know taking a ton or something, just I know what you mean you're you're not supposed to take it every night. And yeah. I was hold on, I thought I had okay, sorry. Um, you're good. Uh, you're not supposed to take it every night and I started taking it like a lot. Um, and so I am actually, uh, would consider myself five months sober. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I guess like, I think it started to get better. I think basically I didn't realize how bad some of these things still were, especially the ADD, Mm -hmm. like the ADD thing. I don't know. I heard someone describe it once as like picking up a rock and seeing all the bugs underneath. Mm. And I feel like the rock was alcohol, clonabin, all these things I was using to cover up all this stuff. And so now the rock is off. Yeah. And now I can see like, hey, this is how bad everything is. <laughs> and or not even necessarily really like bad, but like this is, this is how high your symptoms are for this. This is like stuff that could be sorted through, and now I'm finally able to start sorting through it, even yeah. though I've been in therapy for years, I couldn't really like I was just treading water because i it couldn't sink in as long as I was like using something to numb myself and yeah um,
0: it's like an onion well, it's kind of like every time yeah. you every time you get you know every time you get uh you get better. You think you solve one thing. It's like, oh, and then and it's always worse. Like yeah. I, when I stopped the drinking, I was like, OK. And then I was just had to realize, like, oh, I'm an asshole. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm bitter. Like, I just was about about whatever. And and it came from a place of entitlement and all this stuff. And I'm working on it and I don't I try not to hate myself. Uh, but
1: are you an asshole? You've I've only seen you be really nice. Are you an asshole?
0: Everyone thinks I'm an asshole.
1: I'm, really? very opi- I'm very, I'm
0: very, and, and I think that I project that a little bit. I think, I definitely think I'm projecting, but okay. I am, I am very, um, I, well, maybe not, maybe not projecting, but I think that other, I would assume that other people think I'm an asshole, but I am very loud. I am very opinionated about things. And, uh, I know that that, how that can come across and, uh, and I have, yeah, I can be, I can definitely be an asshole for sure. It's usually, I'm usually trying to be fun. And like funny and like quick, but it doesn't always it doesn't always come across like that. But um, I forgot what the fuck we were talking about.
1: You definitely sound like someone who has ADHD. Oh yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I well, and I say that I hope that it comes across. around I'm saying it because I recognize it in myself. Like I know it like uh, presents different in men and women, and so for me, a lot of it is um, like it's very internalized stuff, or it's. You know, I have mostly like the inattentive type where I just, you know, I ramble and I yeah. lose track of stuff and I can't focus. Um,
0: are you impulsive?
1: But, um, yes and no. I'm like, like horribly I.
0: Horribly impulsive.
1: I feel like every good decision I've made for myself has been impulsive. But like, I, I asked a therapist once, I was like, we are going through criteria because, um, I had, I had someone tell me I had a personality disorder and then I've had like multiple people since i like, no, I don't think so. Mm. Um, so I think something was just sort of misdiagnosed, but not even diagnosed, like brought up and I got upset about it. And in going through the criteria for it, one of them was impulsivity. Mm-hmm. And I had a therapist tell me, I don't, you know, I don't know what it means. Like, yeah, but it's like. If it's positive, impulsive stuff, <laughs> mm. like I'll do things that are good for myself out of nowhere. And then my unhealthy part is like, well, why the hell did I do that? That was foolish and stupid, <laughs> but it was like the right thing to do. I have a hard time making like deliberate, healthy day-to-day choices. But sometimes mm. like I make myself so miserable that I'll impulsively be like, okay, I should do this good thing for myself. <laughs>
0: that's how, I feel like that's how I operate is like I, I wait... I just get very depressed, yeah. And then, I, and then, like, I get to the point where I go, all right. And then I'll go to Costco and buy like all vegetables and rice, and like, ch- and then like the whole like yeah. next three weeks is like, I'm going to the gym and I'm eating, and I just go, yeah, I don't want to feel like crap anymore. Like, I just don't want to feel yeah. like shit. But then eventually I feel good, and then I'm like, oh, I can take a break, and then it's just that's like, great, <laughs> yeah. and then it just plummets back down to wherever.
1: Yep, that's just, very relatable. Yeah, dude. I get that.
0: I'm trying to be more consistent. I've thought, I've had everybody tell me I can I, I should go to therapy. I've tried to, I tried Talkspace and it was the worst experience I've ever had.
1: I've heard bad things about
0: Talkspace. <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? I t- I can't remember who I told Winston. I told Winston that when he was on it. He goes, oh, the text the texting a therapist didn't help. <laughs> I was like, I hate you. Like, I mean, it's right. Like that's yeah. Of course, it, I know. It
1: sounds awful. Honestly, I had a friend describe Talkspace to me, like, and like the Zoom comedy show of thing.
0: therapy. Yeah
1: that's a good comparison
0: that's gonna irritate people but i don't care i think that's funny
1: <laughs> i had i had a friend tell me about emdr therapy mm. um i think it's eye movement something something yeah it's, it's, it's for like trauma stuff and um but you like follow a laser with your eyes or Laser doesn't sound right. A light with your yeah. eyes, and uh, well, reciting bad things that have happened to you or something. I don't know. I have just heard it works really well.
0: I want to uh, try. I want to try all that stuff. Do you? I want to try you, everything. Yeah. Would you consider yourself like introspective? Not yeah. maybe not introspective, but I guess introspective as well. But self-aware, like overly, like always trying to fix yep. little things about yourself. Yeah.
1: To a point that I think is very obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you. Why do you say it's obnoxious? Um, Like in what way?
1: Because I think sometimes it comes out as like apologizing. Like Mm. uh, if I know like or pre-apologizing or like, you know, I feel like sometimes to counteract what some of my negative impulses are, I, I go the opposite direction and like I'll, Like, if I called you up and I was like sad and I wanted to talk about it, I would probably have like a full, like, five minute thing first of like, do you have the emotional space for this right now? I'm so sorry to bother you. Like, I don't, you know, and if you don't, that's totally fine. Don't worry. And that's annoying too. Like, (laughs) but it's at
0: least it's good that you'll talk, you'll like actually make the phone call at the end.
1: Yeah. Maybe that's
0: therapy. I'm just trying to, uh, Maybe I'm just trying to like, not let you, <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> be upset about yourself because I have that too. Right. I just go, you're fine. It's fine. But um, uh, yeah, I have an issue. If I feel really bad, I just go, no one. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't. It yep. doesn't. Uh, you, your your problems are your problems. You put yourself here. You'll figure it out. So I, I kind of admire it, even though you being like, like, if I were to text my friend, like, hey, I feel upset. Do you have any emotional space for this? They'd be like, what are you, gay? What are you? <laughs> like, uh, like, play, you you won't play Call of Duty? Uh, yes. Yes, I do, actually. But Did that's call like. Call
1: of Duty help?
0: It's just something that's not something else. I am a workaholic. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had a girl I was dating that I loved and uh, very much and she told me one time and i'll never forget it she told me this is when i was managing restaurants still and i was very successful at a young age and she was she told me i'd never love her as much as i loved work
1: Oof.
0: and it was an, it, well it's an avoidance thing it has nothing to do with it's like yeah. uh you know what i mean when you can that, that's what call it is. you get obsessed with something and you can just do that and i like work anything that i can do and not have to think about anything else i enjoy
1: shifting addictions is uh, don't say that. <laughs> well, no, no, say that. I'm sorry. Well, no, I am not No, please say that. Because I've had that. Not because, I mean, that's what it sounds like to me that you're uh, yes, describing, but I like have. I have it. And so that's why I see it in what you just
0: said. But then it's like, what do you do that's not that? Like right now, I smoke too much. And I know that I'm doing that. And mm-hmm. I'm aware. And I'm like, all right. But I have caveats. I go, if I do this and this, then I can smoke. And it's like, these are little treats. And it's still an addiction <laughs> and it's still an issue. But at what point, like, like when I was, I used to be really in shape too. And I like, but at what point is the shifting addiction? Like, like I can't just work out and not have it be an addiction. Like what if I just like working out? Like what's the line? You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm.
1: But I, I mean, I really am so jealous of and really like admire people who can shift to something like working out or working too much as their focus like i don't feel like i've ever had a constructive addiction like really? they've always been like ones that were right now mine is like uh pokemon go yes. that's been big in my in sobriety and uh oh checking i on a whim i signed up for a tv ameritrade account last year yeah, and dude. like i only have like a tiny bit of money in there but now i check stocks like like yes. billion times a day.
0: Yeah, you text. And I'm her. like,
1: This isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad one. I need to get away from this now.
0: That's a good but that feels good. I did too. I just downloaded uh it's an app called Voyager and it's for all the new cryptos. All the cryptos it's not on Ooh. not on anything else. Like cordana and like you should look at Cordona. cordano
1: Okay.
0: They're trying I'll to look s- at it. They're a crypto then they're trying to solve the uh I think South Africa is having an issue with their currency; It's like almost not worth anything because they printed so much money. And Cardano is trying to solve oh. it, and they're at less than a dollar right now.
1: Wow!
0: So, but anyway, that's, a, that's an addiction. Yeah, I know. I was. It
1: like, is. Yeah, I. Um, I was talking
0: to Brian last night about it, and he—he he, the guy, um, a buddy of mine, and he yeah. does all this stuff, and I was like. It was like midnight. And I was like, Are you tired? of am keeping you up, right? And he goes like, nah, I haven't slept in two days. I've just been like watching this stuff. And I was like, what, I was
1: like, what is wrong oh with my you? Oh, God. Like,
0: it's like, how much money have you made? He's like, like 1,500 bucks. I keep losing money. I was like, that's not enough for you to not sleep for two days. <laughs> like, go
1: I've to bed. I've only lost money. I have made no money. In of- I, <laughs> that's I, how it works, I, though. I bought a bunch of AMC at that time. Yeah, dude. I like, yeah and so i lost some money on amc again it's not a lot because i didn't have a lot to put in and yeah. like i'm you know i'm not at a point where i'm like well no i should just pour anything i had. No, no yeah no no i can keep what i have in there in there like, but then when
0: amc goes up you're gonna be like Fuh, i should have put everything i had in it
1: i it went up a little bit today like i was <laughs> like oh man that's uh i mostly bought a like a bunch of bumble because i was like Fuck it. I'm gonna get something out of Bumble. There and you go. If it's, <laughs> so all, far I have it. All you
0: gotta do is drop bias. I'm just gonna be on here ranting about it. My buddy, my buddy, my best friend quit, ended up like, I he doesn't even work anymore because he, he'd been doing it for years. What? Yeah, so like, I get really excited about, I'll like text him and be like, yeah, I just bought like, like I do options, which is day trading which is like
1: oh is that what options are because i don't understand what options are and i felt like at a certain point i'm like maybe i should stop trying to learn stuff about. yeah i know it. a
0: couple of TikToks i could send you that'll explain it <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> but they will that's my thing is i, I go know. on TikTok I and i get like upset that people are like explaining racism and doing a dance and i go but they're not wrong <laughs> like i don't like how they're doing it
1: but, <laughs> but it it it's like factual it
0: is, yeah. yeah it's upsetting that's when i feel old i go oh, i just don't get it anymore
1: I made two TikToks. Both of them got, I think one got 20 views and one got seven views. And you're I'm pretty sure they're all people I know, right?
0: Was I, it, it was, what, did you do a dance or what, did you do the TikTok where you're watching another TikTok?
1: I just filmed a horse and talked about the horse.
0: I like that.
1: And filmed some ants and talked about the ants.
0: That's funny. TikTok. Did I not f- take off. <laughs> I feel like real jokes are lost on TikTok a little bit. Some of them.
1: I like really stand up jokes. Oh, they weren't stand-up jokes, they were just like dumb. I just think anything about animals like kind of being people is funny. Yeah, I feel like my dad. Then he is hilarious because animals being like people is hilarious.
0: My dad, nothing makes my dad laugh harder than a monkey in like a suit. Or like like, if there's a commercial and there's a monkey wearing like a T-shirt, my dad will be in tears. Like during the Super Bowl, he was sending me like old, the E-Trade monkey commercials. Oh, my God. He was just sending them to me. No prompt or anything like that. <laughs> I like, evil That's problem.
1: Delightful. That's delightful. I like And I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of any kind of like... For a lot of time, I was trying to make this joke I have about going to a pony's funeral work. And <laughs> it wouldn't. And now that... Yeah, now it's like... Can you tell it? It's quarantine, but it's not. Oh, um... I, I tried a bunch of different iterations. Um, I think...
0: You don't have to do like the bit, but...
1: No, yeah. I think the most recent one was, um, oh, this wasn't about the pony's funeral. I was like shifting to um, that I never wanted to ask for a pony growing up because I felt so sure I would die by Munchausen syndrome by pony. Huh. <laughs> where a pony like slowly poisoned me so it could go back to the barn and to all his pony friends and be like, Oh yeah, she's real sick again <laughs> And they could be like, Oh bingo, it's okay. God doesn't give you more than you can handle. <laughs> and uh it wasn't doing great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, a
0: weird thing to say. It's funny.
1: It, it's it's weird and I think you you know, you have to think about Munchausen syndrome by proxy fair exactly. to yeah. like um <laughs> to like it at all which i i think shrinks the audience a lot and then you have to think that animals being like having psychological issues is funny and then that's what
0: i like god doesn't god doesn't give you more than you can handle that's a funny line
1: i like the idea of like a horse you know try to make another horse feel kind of (laughs) better um i think i had a thing about like
0: but a horse that's poisoning you not even like a
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah well i funny. mean that's the whole you know yeah, 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 yeah. I, anyway it didn't it wasn't doing well um, <laughs> and so i don't know why i thought this TikTok of me trying to give a negative performance review to a horse was gonna help anything it a didn't. negative
0: performance review that's hilarious
1: yeah but it,
0: it um anyone being mad at a cute animal i think is hilarious too i yell at my cat all the time i love it my cat is my oh. favorite thing and i don't yell at it to scare it But I'll be like, you're so dumb.
1: (laughs) Oh no. Oh it's (laughs) not a a lot, but sometimes.
0: No. A complex.
1: Yeah. You're giving that cat intermittent positive reinforcement by like being nice some of the time. But then But
0: it thinks I'm being nice, it doesn't understand the words. It's it's never negative tones. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's cute. But I get that. I love my cat. I used to hate cats. You have a pet? You have a dog? Uh, I
1: have a dog. I saw dog.
0: it. I saw the back of your dog's head briefly.
1: Yeah, she's she's here now. I don't have um
0: How old? I like
1: pretty uh nine ish. Oh no. No, don't oh no. Okay, <laughs> people's been doing this to me. People my both my parents are like trying to get it in my head a little bit. They're like, hey, you need to accept that once they popped her, it's gonna die.
0: And, You're 34, say, and
1: she just <laughs> You know. I just can't accept that at all. Like, I like
0: your, your parents explaining death to you at a, as an adult.
1: Well, so my dad, uh, he has a farm, and uh, he he lives on a farm, and I stayed with him oh, for cool. the last few months, and, um, and like now I'm back in D.C. But was it? Uh, can I
0: just ask real quick? Was it uh, zen and amazing?
1: It was really nice. It was a very good place to be. Uh, Going off of <laughs> Um <laughs> yeah. so that was that was good. Uh, yeah, I really I really enjoyed it, um, and it's where I had the horse to yeah, know, yeah. make my ultra your, your viral TikTok. TikTok yeah. yeah, that's where it all um, began. But Pop Tart, I learned, has a similar breathing issue that I do, where I just found this out from the vet. Her, um, her she doesn't get enough air through her airway, which is. I mean, it's enough to live. It just, she breathes really heavy. Mm. And it makes it sound like she's an old dog who's dying, but she's not. She's spry. She's doing great. (laughs) Um, And so my parents would you know, they'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, she's getting older. I'm like, she's not getting older. She's staying the same. Everything's fine. (laughs) Um, There was a, a chipmunk at the farm who one of the dogs kind of freaked out or something. And the chipmunk like laid there in shock, but we thought it was dying. And I like called my dad over. I'm like, we got to help the chipmunk. And he's like,
0: <laughs> there's nothing we can do.
1: I'm like, do you think, should we bury it? Like, no. <laughs> I'll
0: get a shoe box and you made And he right.
1: had to teach me about farm life from the, so anyway, pop Dart's never going to die. She's fine.
0: <laughs> I will, if this makes you feel better, I will tell you that I, uh, my dog that i have that i had growing up is still alive i got him when i was seventh grade he is 23 years old
1: (gasps) that doesn't me feel better yeah he's and he's
0: he's he has some issues like you know jumping up on stuff but he's like 24 pounds he's a little terrier still alive still (gasps) kicking it with my parents right now (gasps) yeah
1: good news
0: i know he's so old but he's fine. He had a stroke like a few years ago, but he was still He even at that time. He was like 20 and he like he couldn't move one side. And I remember Christmas, I was just bawling in the bathroom like a baby. I was literally like in a ball, like in the bathroom. And I had stopped drinking. My dad was drinking. So I was just like crying. <laughs> My dad was like having actual drinks, which he never does. And like I just I was, yeah, I was bawling. And then and they didn't tell me. So we were we. I got there and I got a text like right before I showed up. And they're like, hey, Lucky's not doing so well just so you know. And I was like, you son of a bitch. I was like I was like of course you don't tell me. And then I get there and he couldn't walk and I I like I mean, I I, I <laughs> I'd be pretty hard pressed to find someone <laughs> to that got sick or something that uh, you know what I mean? I was very upset about the dog is what I mean. And uh yeah, like 3 days later I got a text being like, "Oh, he's eating again." Then 4 or 5 days later my mom was like, "It's a miracle. Like he's fine." like he's just fine now and that was a few years ago so we have a miracle dog i think so maybe pop-tart will be 50.
1: if my parents hear this podcast they're gonna be like oh god okay (laughs) (laughs) you never know brian i know
0: would you get pop-tart as a baby
1: no i got her so uh she's a she's a rescue so it's unclear how old she was they told me she was three uh and then but she she still had puppy fur so i think mm. she was like a little bit younger
0: the could same be thing just me be being
1: in denial still
0: <laughs> yeah she's actually um, four even though you've had her longer than that
1: yeah i she seems she seems she seems all right you're fine
0: i had fine. i hadn't had a pet i got the pet i got a cat i was allergic to cats my whole life me too hated cats would like uh, despise them and would mm-hmm. not and then my best friend the uh, crypto guy the uh, stocks my stock buddy he stock literally guy. he literally sits at home and listens to like cnbc and techno music like at the same time like he's he's a dj too so he's he's that guy i love it a vibe
1: that's a very specific I
0: know. yeah wow I've, I've known him since second grade he's my best friend he's just a crazy person oh. but um he uh God damn it! I lost it. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a cat. I hated it. And his mom, who again I've known my whole life, had kittens. Like her cat had kittens. So we ended and I was, I was like, well, I can't, I can't get a dog. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm just not, you know, with comedy and stuff. I wasn't home all the time, and I was like, yeah, we have a small apartment, and it's like, yeah. So I ended up getting the cat, and I'm like, I don't think that the sobriety, sobriety. I don't think that I couldn't have stopped drinking, or uh. I don't know. It just helps so much having a pet.
1: Yes, completely it's like, agree. I didn't yeah. think
0: that it would help so much, but that thing's my little baby.
1: Wait. So are you not allergic to cats now, or are you just like I'm fine? Really?
0: Yeah. I've also I also had asthma growing up, and I I lied about it when I was in the army, and I kind of I just never took asthma medication after that again, and allergy shots. I used to get allergy shots before I was in the army, and then I lied about that too, and then afterwards I just didn't get them anymore.
1: These seem like pretty big personal health (laughs) risks. I'll get the vaccine. I I just lied about it. Like, I don't need the asthma medication. I just just
0: lied. I joined the army when I was 17. My dad would sit me down in my room constantly and be like, you have to figure out what you're going to do with your life, son. And I would be like, I don't know. Can I not do anything? And eventually... I'm
1: imagining your high school years like varsity blues. Like that you... Or or like maybe... um, Freddie Prinze Jr. and all she's all that we're mm. like he keeps getting acceptance letters, but he won't address it. Ah. That has to be like, hey,
0: <laughs> I would say mine was more close, closer to shameless or like,
1: okay, all right.
0: I actually don't. I've never known that show, but I do know it was I, it, I, watched it. I had a 2.8 GPA and uh, I don't think like one of my classes I didn't go on. I had a teacher tell my tell my um parents one time in an IEP meeting like an individual education mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that the only reason they passed me was because they don't mean their class again the year after every other teacher loved me that guy was a dick and he ended up getting fired but
1: I was gonna say he does not sound like someone who should be working in education
0: he he did not like me he, he ended up getting fired but I, I remember I had an interaction with him where I came in chewing gum and he just didn't like me cuz I would talk and a second I walked in he didn't give me a chance to spit it out he goes take a desk go to the back of the room T- turn it towards the back wall and write me a 500 word essay on, on paying attention to the rules and I just sat there and I didn't write anything <laughs> The whole class I didn't write shit and then he came over to me after and he goes Yeah, I see you didn't write anything. Do you want to be here all day? And I go I just was like you can't keep me here all day Like I don't know what to tell you like I'm gonna go home and he like it infuriated him because I was I could I just went home Like he can't he's a teacher can't keep me in school, but I remember he hated me Psycho. after that. He was he was the principal. I would get sent there, the principal's office from his class. He's a physics teacher called Mr. Monty. I hate that guy. Mr. Monty. Mr. You, Monty, and he Mr. had a Monty. yeah, fuck Mr. Monty. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: He had a snaggle tooth and like a weird, like his hat looked like his hair looked like a toupee, and he was a Vietnam vet, oh. and he was just real shitty. I remember, and uh, you get sent to the office, and you go into the office and be like, "What happened?" And be like, "Mr. Monty," and they'd be like, "All right, just." I don't know, read or something. <laughs> like they wouldn't even be mad. They just pick. I don't know, just read a magazine or like do your homework. And eventually, he ended up not working there. But
1: Damn.
0: I, dude, I ran into him. My first job was like at Brookstone before I left for basic training, and I ran into him and a couple of my buddies we were all working there after high school. And he walks in and he goes, "Ha! I thought Marshall students went to college." Like that's like what he said.
1: Oh fuck this guy! Yeah, that I know. I was so happy
0: when he got fired. Yeah, he's uh, not a good dude.
1: I had one teacher I know really hate me, and he was also a science teacher. Of course. Um, so I kind of feel like, yeah. I did have a bit of an attitude with him because I had, like, failed chemistry the year before. And then but, I was in his class, and I was just bitter about being there because I failed. And I was just
0: going to ask, did you do well in school?
1: Yes, except for mm. chemistry, which I almost failed twice
0: did your homework you did the adhd and the ocd didn't have like you didn't or oh no
1: it was it was a huge huge struggle. problem with like getting stuff done but like i did um like i did well like i wasn't you know the victorian or something like that i just did well enough like i you know um but i was often laid were you on. popular no yeah. but i wasn't i wasn't like a pariah, or you something. You weren't putting a
0: locker. You weren't eating lunch in the bathroom stall.
1: Uh, no, I was. Uh, I was a theater kid. Like oh. through. very, yeah. Um, so that was my. That was my high school.
0: Goth. Phase. A lot of black.
1: Well, uh, I went to Catholic school, so we had uniforms. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I would say goth adjacent, but goth also very,
0: yeah.
1: very religious too. Mm. So like. Like, I really embraced Catholicism for a while and, like, wanted to be a nun. I was, like, real into it.
0: Wow. At what age? Uh, Like, when you were in school, you wanted to be a nun?
1: Like, 14. 14 to 16, 17. Um, Like, and I also, like, I mean, I had boyfriends and stuff. I wasn't, like, super committed to the nun life. But I was, like, very, yeah, just very, very into it. And uh, so I was, like, goth adjacent um, but you know, I don't know. maybe just, it wasn't cool enough to completely commit.
0: I just like high, I like knowing what people were like in high school as they say like the it's so formative that a lot of the times emotionally you don't leave like those years
1: um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm still who I was in high school like i really? I went away from it for a long time, like um, I'm learning in sobriety how much I'm just who I was then hmm. like um with some differences but not not a ton. I mean, I'm not like, you know, I'm spiritual but not religious now, like that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, you and me both,
0: I get it. Um I I know that that's like a cliche thing to say and this might be a bit of a deviation. Yeah. But like there is there is a real magic in the love that people have for each other and the way that like you can yeah, you can touch somebody by being by being open and honest and just loving towards someone. There's that's something I don't know what it is, Yeah, but like that's a real emotion and that you can like touch people with. And I don't like I don't yeah. I, I don't I can't define it anymore, but I think that that's what that means anyway for me. I just I, don't think it's a hokey thing to say is all I'm saying. I, I very much believe like in whatever that is.
1: Yeah, I do. That's nice to hear. Like I do, too. I like I believe. I believe in God, but that looks a lot different than it did when I was in high school. Um, I believe in something like bigger than me, like, and bigger than anyone here, I guess. Um, I don't know the details and I, I don't know that I want to know the details. And I like, I, you know, you don't have to, don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I don't know. I have like a list of things as that are like my higher power, like something that's bigger and sometimes that's God. And sometimes that's just like that people are kind to each other, like, yeah. it, you know, and it shifts. Um, yeah.
0: Love is probably yeah. that's yeah. Do you think that being, cause you said that like when you're like being sober, you, I don't know. You think you found yourself, you're finding yourself and are you yeah. who you, are you who you thought you were?
1: Um, I'm more selfish than I thought I was. At least like, you know,
0: though. That's not selfish if you know. It almost I erases it.
1: That. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope I'm not selfish because I know I'm selfish. And I never thought I was a selfish person. Mm-hmm. And now I realize no.
0: You mean I, like yeah. emotional, just in general?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess like not oh. like a take the last cookie kind of selfish, but like a. Yeah, I don't know that like all of my actions have been about making myself feel better. So that's Mm. inherently selfish. and um, But I feel so resistant to the idea of being selfish. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Why? You still want to be that person? Yeah, but you don't. I
1: still want to feel like I'm not, but like (laughs) I am. Uh,
0: That's so healthy, though. This is all so healthy that you're so aware of yourself.
1: I guess. (laughs) but it hasn't you won't give yourself
0: any credit for anything
1: uh no i need some credit like making some good changes i guess yeah i've been so serious on this whole podcast this is i've been
0: very like yeah the the common misconception i have with people about like the podcast is that it dude i used to try to do this and have it be like a laugh riot (laughs) and it's just I enjoy this this is how often do you really sit down with your friends and have like a conversation about like emotions and like stuff that actually goes on in people's lives It's like never I mean (laughs) if you want to talk about Bitcoin and the Lakers we can definitely do that
1: I mean, I don't know how much I can contribute to either of those subjects, (laughs) but I can I can try I can talk about the Lakers Maybe
0: (laughs) do you feel lazy with comedy? Like you're not doing enough like you need to be like anytime anyone posts an article that they did that's like even if it's nothing you're like, fuck, why not me?
1: Yeah, I've yeah, done no. some Zoom shows and I've been enjoying Twitter, and that, that's been my main comedy stuff during this time. And I'm like, yeah, that's not. I should be doing stuff. But it doesn't I'm, matter.
0: I'm, A lot of this stuff doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. Um, anyway. Like, I'll be, I don't know. I. The more I say it, the more I feel like it's a cop out. But I feel like part of why I want to get sober too is I'll be a better comic. Like Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: like I said, and, that was a thought I had. I thought I go, I'm never gonna well I, I was never the podcast would never work out and I will never be a comedian if I don't if I keep drinking. I'll never yeah. be the person I wanna be, ever.
1: It, listening to your sobriety episode, a lot of it I related to you in terms of like, oh, I found a thing I cared about and it's worth That's it cool. to try to like have a clear head to do a good job of the thing. Yeah, um, it's like
0: I st- I'm starting to enjoy my life. Yeah. And like, I just don't want to fuck it up. And I've, I've never and I think a lot of it, too, is learning that you deserve to enjoy your life. Yeah. You know, because it's hard to realize you're a person that's worth that.
1: I'm learning to accept that negative feelings exist and it's not terrible that they exist and you have to feel them sometimes because that's just part of the whole thing. Like I heard someone say you get to feel everything. And I'm like, I get to, that doesn't, because mostly I'm like, I don't want to feel this if it's bad at all. I don't want to feel it. And now when I have a negative feeling, I mean, I still feel that way, but I'm also thinking, oh yeah, this is just part of, I get to feel it.
0: It's good. There's a chapter in my book that I just read and it was, one of the lines is that negative feelings are positive feelings and positive feelings can be negative feelings. Again, it's not up to you whether it's something's negative or positive because negative oh, yeah. feelings once you dealt once you deal with them you don't understand the positivity that can come from it's not up to you whether it's negative or positive you know I like that. it's an experience and you de- you you are you get to deal with how you deal with it but whether it's negative or positive it's not up to you you know
1: i mean i feel like everything should be up to me i think that <laughs> yeah but i do like that that's comforting
0: it's a it's a great book but it helps you know i met the mayor of dc when i was doing restaurant stuff and i was so high on cocaine that I had to leave. We were in a press conference
1: Wow. and I had to
0: leave. And I have a lot of memories like that of things I've done that I should be very proud of that. I do not remember the feeling because I did not get to feel it because I was too busy running. And so, wow. yeah, it's really cool to talk to someone else that knows you just understand. I mean, you understand the feeling of not feeling things. There's no, jo- <laughs> yeah. there's no, there's no sadness. The sadness goes away, but the, the joy and the like love kind of goes away too
1: it i i was always the amount that i've been like a runner about stuff it's new information for me it's not something i always Mm. knew about myself that my tendency was to run away from stuff um and but that's what drinking does that's what taking benzos does that's that's what any for me that's also what smoking weed did like i you know For a little bit. Oh, for me. (laughs) I said for me, not for everyone. For me. I like, you know, I remember one of the times where I was like, I'm going to drink less. So I like got high with some friends, but because I couldn't have a drink, I was like, okay, can I have another hit? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, wait, (laughs) this is the same. Again, for me, it's the same. I know, Uh, I
0: won't admit it.
1: uh, I'm not, you know, you know you. I'm not making a judgment there. (laughs) Like, I know what my, um, I'm just not always great with the off button, um, mm. for the moderation thing. Yeah. But also my limit was like, has always been pretty low because I've always been on medication. You're not really supposed to drink on. And so <laughs> I think people would see me drink and be like, you only had like two, but two for me Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> is yeah. like nothing more than two for another person <laughs> yeah and i think that has also really contributed to people being like well you don't have a problem like well but <laughs> yeah um
0: yeah well all right then i think it's very we were over an hour like an hour and 40 minutes just so you oh know oh my
1: gosh okay is yeah,
0: that no. um no that's a lot it's great okay don't don't think anything about
1: that <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm. I just want to like. I just feel like I was very intense and serious and anxious. So I'm sorry.
0: It's amazing, that. and and the people that listen to this know that I'm anxiety ridden too. So believe me, it won't cool. be anything new for them. But I, 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 uh, dude, you talking about all this stuff is really cool. And I and and it's it's. I know you said admirable before, but it, it is. I think you're admirable for to, to talking about all that stuff. And I don't think that um. It's easy to do. I think it takes a lot to to evaluate yourself and and try to make changes so anybody that does that i look up to a lot and you're also hilarious Uh, likewise
1: that's why i wanted to do the podcast i was like oh it's cool that you're like just openly talking about this stuff like more people should
0: more people should i agree and if you want to come back on and talk about what it's like to be a comedian three years
1: (laughs) we can we're more than welcome
0: to have that podcast too but i figured i figured i don't think i have
1: anything (laughs) to say about that really that everyone hasn't said and said probably more succinctly and funnier i had like, nathan
0: luft on and i started i started it and he goes yeah real good to wax poetic about doing comedy when you're two years in. <laughs> i was like fuck i was like all right well that's over
1: <laughs> i've done that on podcasts before and i mainly get kind of self conscious so i was like i don't think anyone gives a shit what i have to say about comedy I know, like, but no it's one's like, like let me get this girl's advice i don't think <laughs> so <laughs> not yet
0: you I'm... never know there are probably some comedians that look at you look up to you
1: there better
0: be. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it, dude.
1: Yay. Thank you. This all your spot, your right? Twitter and all that
0: stuff will be underneath. I don't know if you have anything you want people to go to.
1: Uh, Twitter mostly. Twitter? I, yeah. I'm trying to point people towards Twitter. Gang, um, gang. Yeah.
0: Well, that's it, you guys. That's yeah. been Sandy Benton, everybody. Thank you. Thanks,
1: thanks everybody. Thanks for having me. Of thanks for course. having me on the pod.
0: Of course. Like, subscribe, share, everybody. Uh, That's it, I guess.
1: All right. Bye, fat parents.
0: (laughs) I like that.